Hello and welcome back to the Florida Hockey Podcast, Justin Bedford, alongside Noah Russo. How you doing this week, buddy? Pretty good. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. All right. Um, I mean, it's been about a week now since our Florida Panthers were knocked out of the Stanley Cup playoffs, which is obviously just awful. Like, there's no word, like, no words to describe it, really. Um but, you know, we've had the week at least to kind of reflect on uh, the series. Um, and, like, I honestly, I don't even know what to say. Like, it was just bad. Like, I get, like, Vasilevsky was really good in that series. But I didn't see much of anything from the Panthers in terms of positives other than Sergei Bobrovsky. Uh, I mean, first of all, I'm going to be honest with you and everyone who's listening. Uh, I did not watch the second or third period of the of game uh of game four um i mean part of it was because jacob barker friend of the show um and i were at uh, a different hockey game but yeah i didn't watch like a single second after the first period yeah it just kind of felt like you knew it was coming well and it was like it was weird because it was it was that by far the team's best ever in that, in that game. That was the yep. best they'd looked all series. Um, and calls went their way. Exactly. You can't blame, you know, I don't think you can use officiating as an excuse at all in this series. I mean, you got swept, right? You don't get swept because of calls officials make. No. Um, they got the calls you know, uh, in that one. And just such a disappointing end to what was an incredible season from this team. It, it really was. And that's, that's the thing. Like just, I don't know if you call it the president's trophy curse or what we call it, but like, it just, it, it just imploded that it didn't feel like it. It felt like an implosion. The guy's just like, Meh. like, well, and especially like, the Washington series, right? It wasn't a great start for the Panthers in that series, right? I don't think they played their best hockey in that series. But the last couple of games, they were building some momentum, right? It, they looked like they were getting closer to being what they were in the regular season. And then Tampa Bay showed up. You lose two at home, one in devastating fashion. You go on the road. You can't get it done there either. Um, just really brutal. And But what, what comes with that, though, now is now that the season's done – there's a lot of questions surrounding this team and, you know, where do you go from here? I mean, you're the best team in the regular season. Yeah, but you blow it in embarrassing fashion in the playoffs. Like, let's face it, to your biggest rival in the league 
is it enough? Like, are you, do you call this season a success? Yes. I, I think you, you definitely do. I think the positives outweigh the negatives um, tenfold. Um, first of all, you look at, uh, I mean, in no particular order, sorry. Um, first, like the, um, the on ice performance, like, so I couldn't even tell you how many team and franchise records, even individual records were broken this year. There were a ton. Yeah. It was a fantastic season. Right. Then there's also the perspective of like how many people that didn't follow the Panthers before or wrote off the Panthers were like, were drawn to the story of Florida this past season. The, the recognition the team and the franchise, the organization got, I think that is extremely valuable. Yeah, I think I think um, the growth of the game and the league-wide recognition they got from this season is huge, and it's hard to measure, but it is a massive part of trying to build something special in yeah. this market. Yeah, like I, I definitely think that the impact you had, like – attendance records i'm pretty sure were broken so yeah like very very impressive from that standpoint so yeah i mean you won your first playoff series since 1996 that's a plus yeah you didn't win the cup final but you didn't make it to the cup final but it's like i i will say that's what it comes down to at the end of the year but you cannot unequivocally say that only one or two teams are successful every season if you're only judging by that standard. No, like to, to me, I think when you view it in the context of a franchise, right, and this franchise that has seen so little success historically, right, like they're just there have been a lot of really bad Panthers teams that a lot of fans have suffered through, right? Mm-hmm. Like years where your marquee players like Thomas Fleischman or Ole Oaken, right? Like, those are the bad years of this franchise. And when you view it in that context of the Florida Panthers in Sunrise, I think it's absolutely success, right? It's the best season they've ever had and the best team they've ever had and did so much for the future growth of this market. But I think when you view it in the context of this season, I think, yeah, I think it's a disappointment because, you know, I know not every team can make it to the Stanley Cup final, but I think the expect like going into the playoffs, there's a lot of teams where the expectation isn't that they win a cup, right? Like the Dallas Stars, the expectation wasn't that they win a Stanley Cup. The LA Kings, the expectation wasn't a Stanley Cup. But that was the expectation for this Panthers team was that they at least get pretty close. And I think they had the pieces to do it, right? Like everything about this team said, yeah, they are one of the best teams in this league. They should be able to – like if you lose to Tampa in seven – yeah, you didn't, you know, exercise those demons, but you know what? You gave the two-time defending champs a good run. I know it's your rival, and I know it sucks in the moment, but, you know, you're right there with them. But I think you lose four games against them. I think, yeah, that's got to be a disappointing uh, season for me, just based on the expectation, based on the moves at the deadline, the depth of this roster. Um, I, I think they should have done better. And And no significant injuries in the playoffs <laughs> that, like, would have been a, a storyline to, to advocate or at least to justify the poor performance. Like, 
yeah, you can maybe argue that Ekblad was playing hurt, but at the end of the day, like everyone was out there, all the best players were out there, and they couldn't get it done. They couldn't get a once. They couldn't get a fucking win. Like, like Barkov said in his like end of season interview, he said, "I wasn't playing hurt. Like I just wasn't good enough, right?" And like, yeah, I get Verhage's banged up and Ekblad's banged up, but every team's got guys that are a little bit hurt. And I mean, what was his name? Uh... <laughs> For, for, uh, there's at least like two or three guys like this every playoffs, which always amazes me. Was it Chris Tanev for the Flames that played with broken ribs? Yeah, he was basically taped together out there. Like how? I mean, God knows what Leon Drysaitel's di- diagnosis is on his ankle. Yeah, like that. I, wonder, I wouldn't be surprised if it was held up by duct tape if it was completely severed off. Like, that guy's playing on one ankle, and he put up 17 points in the series, right? Insane. And I'm not, Insane. Like, it's, it's ridiculous, right? Like, that's ridiculous, and that's, like, an extreme version. But, like, Huberto and Barkov, like, those are your core pieces. Those are your big stars. And they didn't show up in the playoffs, right? And you're never going to win if your stars don't show up. I mean, like, Giroud was nowhere to be found in the Tampa series. It's, like, it's, that, that's the frustrating part. I mean, I I wouldn't change any of the decisions that were made this season because I think you had the pieces. I think the pieces just didn't deliver. Well, I, yeah, I think it's like what you see out of Toronto every year. <laughs> That's actually a really good comparison. Right? Where, like, they have the pieces the last, like, three years to do something, and they just don't, right? And I know maybe it was a little different this year because their stars actually did show up. And then they still blew it somehow. But this Panthers team, like your stars, and your stars don't show up, you won't win. Like Edmonton's winning because Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisettle are doing their thing. Nathan McKinnon and Kale McCarr are having a great playoffs for the Colorado Avalanche, right? Like the star players showing up for those teams, that's what's, that's what's getting them the wins, right? And you need that, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the Panthers just, they, they didn't have it. They for, didn't whatever reason and like and like you said like the pieces are all there like you cannot blame remotely any of this on bill zito for the team he built no exactly that's what i'm saying like no move was a bad move in my opinion like um, the only one you can maybe argue like Sherrod, right like yeah. that's a controversial one but at the end of the day like he like he, he wasn't brought in to be your number one defenseman right like the pieces are and- there and you can still argue that he was the best option at the time. Yeah, like, like is it the guy I would have picked? Absolutely not. There's no chance. No. Right? But, like, I appreciate a guy going all in, right? Yeah. Right? And I think when you do that, too, you're sending a message to your team. It's like, no, we're going for it. Like, I'm doing my part to get you every possible piece you need. Go do it on the ice. And they didn't. Exactly. Like, what more do you want from your GM to go get, you know – a top four defenseman in Ben Sherratt and to go and get Claude Giroux. Like you had the pieces and you can't, you can't even say Bobrovsky played poorly. No, like I really thought, well. I thought if the Panthers were going to lose in the playoffs, it was going to be goaltending that falls apart. And it wasn't at all. Like, like Bobrovsky was, was very good. Yeah. All playoffs long. Yeah. And I think I, I, I maintain that, the the series was played on one goal 
and that goal was Ross Colton's buzzer beater at the end of game two. Well, yeah, I think if you win that, that game, that that goal decided, like, sealed the fate of the series. Yeah. No, it really did. As soon as that goes in, like, I think you're thinking, ah, oh, like, and then, but then you're looking at game three and how the team responds, right? Like, do you do you bend or do you break? And they, they just they couldn't do it. No, they didn't not they even cover from it. No, um, they 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 never could. Like they carried out that. Like, I'm trying to think of the word. Um, you're carrying that, like deceitful energy, like deceit, like feeling the energy that you feel when you're like deceived at the end of the game. You're you, they carried it into game three, and that that's what. Yeah, it was like I, well, game I three. I think game yeah. three was going to tell you everything you need to know about the team. Are they going to act like they're already eliminated? Or are they going to show up and say, "Nah, we got this," and yeah. we we got our answer, and and uh, that's why they're you know out golfing right now. Like that's the reality of it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Now there is a lot of questions for the off season, and we'll get into some a little bit right now, and we got we'll talk more over you know in future episodes. Um, number one. And it's it's a widely talked about one. Are you bringing back Andrew Burnett? Yes or no? What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think so. Because I can only see him being better than he was. I can't see him regressing. And like I, I think you owe it to him to to give him a full season to see what he can do. Yeah, I mean, he had he had, he had a he, lot of this season to do it, but but he didn't get a full off season to prepare for a full season, which I, I agree with, and I think that's well, I I think I, and I assume that that's a huge huge difference in the preparation of a coach. Um. So so unequivocally, yes, I would bring him in, um, unless Barry Trotz was somehow available and wanted to come to. But so even to me, boring. like, like I love Barry Trotz, right? I think he's one of the best coaches in the world. I don't know if, like, I think you'd have to change so much about this team to make Barry Trotz work. Yeah, I think you would need but, so many. But yeah. at the same time, I think that's what a lot of people said when he went to Washington. It was like, how, you know, he got a defensive coach and he's going in there to coach Kuznetsov and Ovechkin and John Carlson. And it, it did work for them. They won, right? And those guys still produced. So, I like, I like Barry Trotz a lot. Um. I think I agree. I think I, I'd give Brunette another year, another shot at it. Yeah. Right. I, 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 I feel like it's fair to give him a one, a one year deal. I'm sure he'll be looking for, for two or three. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think he can justify giving three, maybe two, to be honest. I, I wouldn't yeah. be against yeah, giving it him two on, years on how it goes. Like, like I'm maybe give him a two year deal and you can't, I'm halfway through depending on how it, next season goes. But yeah, he did get you, the endorsement. Like the players want him back. Yeah, exactly. And at worst, you're out a million dollars if you fire him like before the second year. Yeah. Um, which I mean, teams can obviously afford. So, yeah, I, 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 I don't even think it's a question necessarily. Is yes, you give him a shot. At yeah. Although Bill back. Bill Zito didn't, you know, commit to that in his postseason presser, which I think is just the smart thing. I think he, yeah, he's got to do a lot of reviewing and see what went wrong before he makes yeah. a decision. So I don't mind that non-commitment from Bill Zito. Like that's right after your season ended. It's like, no, nah, like let's process this, you know, let's do our due diligence. To me, the guy that like, if I'm looking at a new coach, 
And I don't think you're getting Barry Trotz realistically, but like, no. what about a guy like Claude Julian? Who's had some success. Who's won a cup. And I think he's a fairly decent coach. And I think he fits the system a bit better in Florida. Yeah, I, I, I do agree with you. Um, it's a very different personality than Brunette for sure. I think Brunette's um, more of a, a player's coach. Yeah. I think you're probably actually getting a little closer to what Joel Quenville was, but what if Joel Quenville wants back? Like well, what if the NHL gives the stamp of approval for Joel Quenville to come back? Uh, I think, I think you say no, just based on PR and like, I, I wouldn't want to see that. I agree. I agree. As much as I think Joel Quenville is fantastic at coaching hockey, you shouldn't be coaching hockey. It's not a great thing. Like, did some not so great stuff and like you just gotta like go on from that but like it's it's something to consider it there's a lot to consider there's a lot of coaches that are out um the only the last thing i'll say about the coaching is if they don't go in the andrew brunette direction i will have some serious problems if pete DeBoer is looked at because i that's like my to to me the two names where i'm like please don't would be Pete DeBoer and John Tortorella. Literally. Like those are the two names. I'm like, why? Exactly. Like, why are we even doing this? Although I do think Tortorella would be okay for, I, I, I think. Well, the thing is Zito Zito knows him well. Like Bill Zito knows him well. Yeah. I like, I just don't think Pete DeBoer is that good a coach. Me neither. I I don't, I have no, I have Um, no, no interest in going down that route. What about the, the core of the team? Are you, are you shaking up the core? No, no. I, I think that you, you've paid too much to get to where you're at with, with your top six and your top four. Um, you're probably looking at getting maybe a second pairing option, I think, during the offseason. And obviously, like even if you wanted to move him, Bobrovsky's not going anywhere. Well, like the rumors are like they looked into moving Bobrovsky. I, I don't see that being possible. But I think the only way you see it as possible is if you take another bad contract back and bank that they can find their game in Florida. Of like a contract that's bad, but not that bad. Do you have an example just off the top of your head? I'm trying to think of what that ballpark would look like. On a bad defenseman contract? That a team's trying to offload. Shea Weber. Oh, goodness. <laughs> well, that's such a lateral move. Like I mean, it, it really is. And Montreal would never do that. They would they I think they, they still have price in their in their grip. Yeah, right. Yeah. So like this is another really bad contract. I you know, I'm pulling it up right now and I'm waiting because here's the thing though. There's a lot of bad contracts in the NHL, no doubt about it. They're pretty much all forwards. Yeah. Right? Like. Grubauer is a terrible. Well, I mean, we'll just call it an off year. For Grubauer? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, they're all forwards. Like, or like, hear me out. I don't know what it would take. Elvis Merzlikens, five point something. Not a great year. They just but he just got a one-year deal. Uh, Merzlikens? He yeah. got five years. 
Oh. Five years at 5.4. Who just got a one-year deal? I thought there was a Corpusalo. Yeah, Corpusalo got one. Okay. Like a kind of proof. What about like, do you think you could make something work with San Jose where you get Eric Carlson? Well, I was going to suggest Drew Doughty. Because Drew Doughty, as much as like he seems like a dick, no disrespect, but like he's won a couple <laughs> of cups. No, I mean I don't know how to say that respectfully, but or like yeah, like I look yeah maybe one of the San Jose ones. Or do you make, you know, hear me out? He's a bit more expensive. He's a bit worse. No, he's a bit less expensive. He's a bit worse. Matt Murray. You save four mil. Oh man, I don't like Matt Murray. I don't either, but I like I see two Stanley Cups. And I see cheaper. And I see Eugene Melnick's no longer the owner in Ottawa. They might just buy him out, to be honest. Yeah, and would yeah, it should be kind of a bummer. Or you know what contracts like an absolute anchor? Mike Matheson. <laughs> Trade back for Mike Matheson. Is that the answer? Okay, what okay, what about hear me out? And I don't love this idea at all, but I'm just throwing it out there just because like I'm looking okay, ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oliver Ekman Larson. Oh, it's too bad the stupid connects up bad for Demko. I know, but like a ten million dollar backup is like pretty safe. Well, Thatcher Demko cannot play eighty two games. That's what I'm thinking. Man, they're like talking about signing Besser back at seven million. Yeah, I know. Like, with what money? I know. Yeah, it's a tough one. Arizona, you give Arizona a few first round picks, and they'll take it. They'll what take first anything. round? What first round picks? Sorry, fifth round picks. Yeah, I think you throw out a couple of prospects, maybe. Um, That's the problem. Are... You don't have any like picks to sell for cap space. Yeah. What about Quadru? He said he was open to resigning. But then it kind of makes it come down to like Claude Giroux or Mason Marchman, unless you can move Obrovsky's contract. Uh, to be honest, I don't think they'll resign Giroux. It's, it's really tough because like I like the idea of Claude Giroux. And like in theory, he'd be like a good veteran ad. I think it comes down to number two. Would he take a discount to stay in Florida? It, yeah, it would need to be a very nice discount. Like, if he came in on, like, a short-term deal at, like, what, five, four? I don't think he'd do that. I think he would need at least, like, six. But the weather, the taxes. The, I know. I do. You don't, you don't have to sell me. You have to sell Claude. I know. And, and the, the big thing is still Jonathan Huberto. Yeah, which is also the other looming thing. And not a great playoffs from him, but definitely a question he looked at. I think for the offseason, like realistically, like you, you tinker with the forward group, right? And it's like, it's kind of tough to move away from your core. Like you can't really, like if you're going to blow it up, like you can blow up your core, but then you're looking at a rebuild. And I don't think we're in that zone. I think you're looking at finding a way to improve your defense. Yeah, and I think you're you're trying to, Ed forward, I think your priority is to resign guys like 
Marchment. Um, I would love to see Maxime Mammon getting a couple years. What uh, Maxime for, Mammon is like literally like one of the few players who showed up, like and did what you'd expect or better. And you can definitely probably get Maxime Mammon at like two years, nine hundred thousand. Yeah. No, there's definitely there's a lot to talk about, and you know, which is good because we have a lot of future episodes coming up where we can talk about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but for and, now. And, like I, I do think you can have prospects like be nice to see a guy like Saran Noel get a shot, you know. Oh my like, goodness. Why? <laughs> Maybe he ends up being a difference maker. Who knows? I mean, it's just I'm I'm just saying we should keep our keep keep it open, keep the door open, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, no, but okay. <laughs> I don't think Saran Noel was the missing piece, but um, you know, I know, I know you're going to die on that hill of Serrano. <laughs> um, but we'll move into a quick ad read here and then we'll talk about the rest of the playoffs and then we'll call it an episode. Um, so hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley cup final is on and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets, no matter what win or lose looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during playoffs with DraftKings same game parlays. You can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Okay, rest of the playoffs. Obviously, our interest is probably down a bit, but I, I am curious to know who are you supporting from here on out? What team are you throwing your support behind? Colorado. Um, I just feel like I need to be the biggest bandwagon possible. Um, I just it's such a good team. And I mentioned when we were off air, unclear if he's injured or not. But he's for like, sure. He's for sure. Hurt. <laughs> My guy, Sammy Gerard is on the abs. I like, Undersized D to undersized D. There's a lot of mutual respect there. Um, so that definitely cheering uh, those guys on. Yeah. Okay, well, here's the thing for me. Realistically, there are reasons to cheer against every single one of these teams. Where it's like, okay, Colorado, same kind of thing as the Panthers, you know, a top, top offensive team. You know, they finally got over their hump. Um I don't want to see him succeed and get to the promised land when the Panthers didn't, so fuck them. They're out. Tampa Bay Lightning, state rival, swept the Panthers, fuck them. They're out. New Honestly. York Rangers, why? I have like, no – literally, like, that into – both of those teams. Yeah, and then Carolina, and Carolina a rival. Like, I can't – you can't cheer for them. There's no way. No, Another no. small market team, no chance. Not cheering for them. They can get lost. Yeah, and, and then the Rangers like, why? Why would you cheer for them? And then Edmonton Oilers like, they currently employ Evander Kane and Duncan Keith. Why cheer for them? That's right? 
that's the one thing I find myself like very hard to cheer for the Oilers because of how much success Evander Kane's been having. And I really hate it. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I, yeah, no, it's, it's horrible to watch. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. Also like we're, we're both Canadian. We're both in Canada. And there's always that like thought that like, Oh, you should always cheer for the last Canadian team left. Do you buy in to that like logic of that? Absolutely. We as- Absolutely not, man. It's a cut. It's a dog eats dog world here. Like, yeah, well, for, like, who cares? No, oh, no, no. Some no, team no, needs no. to end Canada's cup drought. Like, not garbage. Not no, happening. I, I don't, I don't buy into that at all. Like, no. I, I think it would hurt more. Yeah. Like to see another Canadian team win. Yeah, that, that's the thing. And, well, it, and, and that's the only I, I swear because I would love to cheer for the Oilers is. I hate the fact that Mike Smith is winning hockey games because I don't think he's good. He's not. I hate that Evander Kane is getting success. I hate that the Oilers D is doing okay because I am the number one, um, like, uh, um, like somebody who like uh, number one non fan of guys like Darnell Nurse, Duncan Keith. Cody CC, I just they're not. I do like Evan Bouchard. I Evan Bouchard is low key really good, and I say low key because it never looks flashy. No, he what like he he just he looks good for a casual skate, and then he just like rips one from the point, not even hard, just goes in. Exactly right. He makes like you know he passed the puck nice. Not the I, I love I Kyler Yamamoto, huge fan. Well, like, you would be, just, like, you know, buzzes. a smaller guy. Yeah, he's just you know, a smaller guy. You know, a lot of mutual respect there too. Yeah. Um, Brett Kulak, I'm a huge Brett Kulak fan. Just you would so be. good. He's just like he's kind of like a he's kind of like a gazelle out there. He's just like like just does I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just it's those like negatives on the Oilers that are just like, hurting me. Yeah, it, no, it's really tough because I really don't want to cheer for anyone realistically. But, you know, like we are hockey fans at the end of the day. We should support someone. I do. Yeah, re- I really don't like the cheer for the last Canadian team thing. I get it maybe like for like casual fans, like really casual fans. Like they kind of just like are the yeah. most. Yeah, they barely watch. So I get that. With like, that- like, like, let's. I, uh, sorry, just before we move on to this, like sh- we all cheer for the lone Canadian team, like. Do you really think that in the Champions League, if there's an English team and a Spanish team left, that all the England fans no. are going to cheer for the English team? No, no, not like, a chance. No, not a chance. Like that's just not what you do. That's no, because you want to be the English team. You don't root for other people to have the success you wish you had. Exactly, and it hurts that much more if somebody close to you has the thing that you want the most. Yeah. And it's like, like we have a lot of friends that are Leafs fans and I, you know, I love all these people. They're great people. I never want them to be happy about their team, especially if I'm not happy about my team. Absolutely. Like it some of our best friends, some of our best friends in the world are Leafs fans. And I can say with total certainty and confidence that never in my life 
do I want the Maple Leafs to have success? No, I think the only discrepancy in that is with our good friend of the show, Jacob Barker, who's a sentence fan. Because realistically, they've just been through like an awful time. So you know what? If they do well, like whatever. And the Sens are just like not enough people care about that team. So why would you hate against them? Like it's just, just be like kicking. A... I'm doing terrible on metaphors today. Um, yeah, usually, usually, usually are good at like kicking someone on the ground. Yeah, I don't know. Like you just you can't really cheer against them. Unless they, you know, I remember when they made it to the conference final. And when they made it to the conference final, I did not want them to make it to the final. No, but it's... Although it's, I think yeah, they would have lost. But then they've really least. tumbled since then. And it's like, all right, you know what? And their fan, like, their fan base is, like, pretty jokes, too. Yeah, all, exactly. Like, there's none of them pretending, like, their team's, like, sick with it. Exactly. Right, so, like, like I, I respect Toronto, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, they're all just so, kind of jokes. They... You want to know what it is about Ottawa Senators fans that I really, really enjoy is they call it like they see it. They call it like it is. Yeah. Like, I they don't, there's they, a lot of they, fans that are like so like delusional and biased with their teams. The Sens fans are like, yo, how jokes it is that we like employ Nikita Zaitsev. Yeah. It's like they're kind of like they rip no, on their own they're team. They're a little self-loathing to an extent. Yeah. So I, I respect that. That is the one discrepancy in the, the theory. With that being said, though, I think – if I have to throw support behind a team, it's going to be the Edmonton Oilers for two reasons and two reasons only. One, I love Jesse Pugliarvi on the Oilers. He's so big. He looks so uncoordinated. Tongue's always out. Biggest mouth in the league. Barely any English. How can you not love that? So that's number one. Number two, like I love Vinny Trocek on the Carolina Hurricanes, right? He was a great Panther for a long time but I can't cheer for the Hurricanes, so I can't cheer for Vinny Trocek. Right? Just by association. But you know who I can cheer for? One time Florida Panther, 10 games back in the day, Derek Broussard on IR for the Edmonton Oilers. Absolutely. Right? So if I'm, so I'm rooting for Derek Broussard, Panthers legend, to get a ring. I would love to see that happen. And, yeah, so I know there's a lot of downsides, you know, with the Oilers, but, like, to me – Derek Broussard. Although, although here's here's one point for me cheering for the Avs is Andrew Brunette's I was gonna say alma mater, that's not the right word, but um Andrew Brunette played for the Avs, so like yeah. Hey, that's a little connection right there. Oh, so you're 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 a big big Andrew Brunette fan? Big Andrew Brunette fan. <laughs> wow. One of my favorite players to watch growing up, really. You know, he just got the job done. Yeah, no, he, he really did. Yeah. Back in the day, you always just thought, you know, he's always kind of around one of those players you never yeah. really think of it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's a good player. For sure. Good player back in the day. Yeah. yeah. I can honestly say with complete, like, honesty that I cannot recall seeing Andrew Brunette play live ever in my life. You know I don't crazy? even remember him later in Chicago. So because you've just mentioned him, I've looked him up, right? And I'm like... He played till like 2010. Yeah, which is like crazy. What do you think Andrew Brunette's like career high is in points? God damn it. I, I looked at his elite prospects not too long ago. Oh, you would. The Andrew Brunette fan that you are. How many games played? In 82 games. 
I'll go with 80. He had 83 points. Yeah. He broke 60 a few times. He was pretty good. Yeah, underrated. I uh yeah, no, I, I went down that rabbit hole today, actually. Not with Andrew Brunette, just old NHL players to see what their stats were like, just because I was like stumbled upon them randomly. He was once Me. a minus 32 in a season. You know, like he's pretty good golfer. You can't take anything away from him. Oh no, exactly. It's good, good, good job there from him. Green jacket kind of guy. Um, you know? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we'll we'll see how the rest of the playoffs unfold. Obviously, it looks like the team you're supporting, the team I'm supporting, going up against each other. Um obviously disappointed the Panthers aren't in the mix anymore. But I'm just I'm really see, I'm just hoping the team like the team from the West wins. Precisely. At this point. I think that's the real goal here, would be my preference. But uh we'll see what happens. Two more rounds to go. We still gotta wait on the one series because Carolina can't win on the road for some reason. I, yeah, (laughs) I don't, I can't even muster up the words to explain my frustration. How like embarrassing that has to be. You win every single game at home, but for some stupid reason, you have lost every single game you've played on the road. Would you see like they were getting like clowned by the empire state building on Twitter? Good. (laughs) <laughs> they deserve it it's embarrassing it's frankly embarrassing it makes no sense to me i yeah. don't know why i don't like it. at a certain point like just just get swept already literally just right like, get it just over with throw in the towel yeah but we'll see who comes out of that one two two teams going at it but yeah i guess we'll just kind of have to sit back and enjoy uh the next two rounds and, and see who who comes out on top but that does it for this one. Thank you so much, uh, everyone tuning and listening. We appreciate it, as always. And we'll be back next Monday with a brand new episode. We'll see you all then. Panthers are back on top.